everybody, and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons at therewillbedungeons.com. My name's Scott Johnson. I'm joined by Kristen, Kyle, you know, the Fergs. <laughs> uh, John Jagger, of course, is here in Bushworts. We're all here, and we're here to play. It's been too long. We had to miss a week, and uh, it turns out a day later now even, so we've really made you wait for this, but we're excited to bring you yet another show. A couple of quick pieces of business before we get into the story. And that is, um, if you're here live in the chat room, and for those listening at home who are subbed to the frogpants.tv channel on Twitch, there are now some really, really cool uh, emoticons, uh, emotes in there created by Kristen that you need to see of all of us, including Bo, the DM. Uh, They're rad, and you should spend some time messing with those and playing with those and smearing them all over the places you go on Twitch. So that's one thing. Number two, we like to read an email, and I'm going to read this one. Uh, Sam from the UK, Wales to be specific, said this. Uh, Hi, TWBD. This is Sam again. And I was pondering the thought of Hope telling Varel she got everyone, or got everyone, but I believe that Hope forgot to tell the bandolier lady about the raging fire that that had occurred. Then I thought she would be, sorry, uh, then I thought that she would hear the explosion and run for safety. But the DM did not specify that the bandolier lady escaped. P.S. Nash needs help in carrots from Sam in the UK. So, uh, not only that, can I just say one other person we all kind of forgot until the show was over, and that was freaking Bok Bok? Where the hell's Bok Bok? We're screwed. Uh, so, hang on. So, Bok Bok, I've not forgotten about. Okay. Uh, you guys have, but that's... No, under. no, no. I, I threw the log, the burning log, into the sapphire window, and someone threw it out. So, I figure that's Bok Bok. He's okay. He's in there, you know, getting laid. Blinking. Getting laid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but what about the bandolier, Bo? The well, the bandolier lady was in um, was in the Lattlebinks, and then she went to the Shit Eater Pens, where she was waiting for Varel, but Varel hasn't shown. Yeah. So who knows what's going on with them, but she planned to rob the bank. I don't think she was in any of the buildings that caught fire. Okay. All but right. I'm glad this listener is concerned for uh, Jolt Eligos' well-being. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a lady her age, she's still quite attractive, even though she's on the sauce 24-7. Right. Like you do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I like it when listeners are worried about um, uh, possible plot holes that we've left. So if you have any of your own or just have comments about the show, therewillbedungeons.com has a link to send us all the contact stuff you want. So go check that out. All right. That's it. Bo Schwartz, our uh, esteemed DM, will now catch us up current from the last time we spoke. Bo, take it away. Previously on There Will Be Dungeons. (laughs) So I did that, and John's eyebrows went like five inches up his forehead. <laughs> oh, good. Sorry. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Previously on There Will Be Dungeons, our heroes Nash, Stanley, Vorel, and Hope discovered that their triumph over Thailander Sullivan was a fraud. Upon their return to Slave Town, they discovered the Toyota host tasked with disposing of his corpse were slain and Thailander's body mostly missing. Ethanelia, magistrate of Slave Town and the principal's officiant, informed the party that Slavestown, Slave Town's resources were spread thin, and he would need the brave warriors to pursue Thailander to what he believed was his base of operations, the 999th floor of the Black Mine. He made this connection, as this was the only floor of the Black Mine not owned by owned by Oilbeard and Sons, but rather Catherine Speckles 
the self-same person that recently registered a deed to a new mining concern, the Chopper Mine, not a few days hence. Her name was also attached to recent macabre events, including the grisly murders of Timber McClelland and Mabrook Oilbeard. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vorel returned from the desert after, after his communion with Fushi, father of fire, and was in search of his companions. He met Acrimona Carjolt Eligos, who invited him to rob Goldbite and Forbisher Bank while the town was under evacuation, but Varel never showed for the meeting. Before leaving for the Black Mine, the party decided they should stock up on supplies by looting the unattended businesses on Heaven Street. They robbed the general store and attempted to loot the apothecary, but its owner, Maripold Bania, was actually still in town and welcomed the heroes in. She gave Nash some cream to soothe the pain for his tumors and some pixie blush to calm his anxiety and relax him. She also told Hope's fortune and warned her that her and her friends would meet a swift death should they continue along their path. As Nash began having hallucinations, or sorry, Nash began having hallucinations, <laughs> so the party sent him to bed and they proceeded to enact Stanley's plan to pick a lock using some dynamite from Boom Bottoms to blow open the foundry for looting. Once inside, they were attacked by its owner, who was hiding in the basement, and in response, Pharrell tore him to pieces. A green elf then made Nash some chicken dinner and gave Nash a back massage. It was delicious, the chicken dinner. <laughs> he promised to make Nash another one, but only if he blew up Boom Bottoms' business. Because the first one tasted so good, Nash made his way to the building and a giant flesh monster descended from the sky and into the building and a mouse with a face inside of it made fun of him. <laughs> Nash took the 40 explosives he had somehow acquired and blew up the monster and the building, setting Slave Town aflame. And in a final act of heroism, he directed a family of rabbits led by a rabbit named Bob to Laddle Bing's to find carrots. Varel became flush with excitement at seeing Slave Town aflame and hastened its burning by throwing logs into random buildings. The owner of the buxom confederate, Celibus Stump, was not pleased with this and came out of his building and threatened Varel. Varel met his challenge and chased him out of town. And the rest of the party, well, mainly Stanley and Hope, became cognizant of the fact that the longer they stayed in town, the more likely they would be held to account for its culling. They found an unattended station wagon in the parking area, loaded everyone in, and sped off into the sunset, their bearings unknown. Ooh. All right. We don't know. We, we don't know. All we know is big finish. <laughs> Where do we go from here, Captain? The four of you are in a station wagon. I believe it was Hope who was driving, listening to childish twinkle music uh, playing on the tape cassette. Next to her, Stanley, nodding in and out of sleep. And in the back, Varel and Nash, sleeping, cuddled up to one another. I think that accounts for everything. The sun is set and it is nighttime. Wasn't it only like a two-hour drive? Uh, well, if we refer to the map, that might be 
the case or the map is behind you. I don't know if you can zoom and enhance on that thing. <laughs> I know. Isn't that awesome? They have the whole map right behind them. It's so uh, cool. Let me get the map. So hold on. You guys are on. Are you guys on the same camera or two cameras right now? Just curious. Okay, you're touching one another. Never mind. I thought it was like some magical split screen thing you were doing. It's. Not, I'm I'm Wait. not as impressed as I was going to be, but it's still really cool. <laughs> it's still really rad. Anyway, each, each hex is 120 miles, and you're about two hexes off. So 240 miles at 60 miles an hour, you cover it in four hours. Okay. Cool. I I know I'm out of rages, exhausted, so I'd be sleeping through the whole drive if possible. Right, but not everyone can sleep through the drive, so. But uh, you don't have any say in this because you're asleep. I don't so think anyone almost... wants to be driving anyway. No. Except me. <laughs> so Hope and Stanley, you're uh, l listening to a little uh, twink. What was? That's what you're listening to. Okay. I mean, I have been shot. I can't imagine I'm still conscious at this point. Oh, that's right. Uh -huh. Yeah, so... Am I, am I out right now? Because I have to okay. still... I'm not awake either. All right. No, you're sleeping. Right. You are dead to the world at this point. I need to <laughs> I need to sleep off that freaking LSD you gave me. <laughs> so really, Hope, uh, you're, you're the only one with um, uh, sort of full capacity of thought at this juncture. But Stanley's can, can wake enough to conversate. But he is falling, drifting in and out of sleep. I, w I wouldn't try to keep Stanley up. I okay, so did you want to? Did you want to drive to the black mine, or like, are you heading anywhere in particular? What's the what's the plan? Specifically for the black mine, and then once we get there, everyone make sure they're rested, and then so hopefully go down. The four hours to get there won't constitute a full rest. It'll be eight hours, six hours constituting sleep, two hours being light, very light activity. So. You'll likely get there before, but you certainly wouldn't have had a chance to rest, and the rest of the party would not be done sleeping. Cool. Well, we'd get there, and then I'd pull up, and I'd let the baby tunes play as they lulled everyone, <laughs> and I would just let them sleep. And I would get okay. out of the car, and I'd take a look across the desert and just watch, make sure nothing's coming. So are you going to pull up to the mine, or are you going to do this before reaching the mine, I guess is my question. Oh, I see. Uh, is it is it flat land, and there's an entrance? Yeah, so, I mean, scoping out, uh, you know, the horizon, you can see, you can make out Slave Town behind you in the rearview mirror. Um, there's a bright glow coming from the town, <laughs> as you see sort of in the distance flames. Uh, and a sort of jets of black smoke rise up into the air. Even in the night sky, you can see, you can see this distinctly. Um, all around you in the night, uh, you do see just desert. You know, a slight difference in color where the desert meets the sky and where it becomes nighttime. It's not a clear night, however. You don't see any stars. And as you scan the horizon to the south, uh, in particular, the the it's almost impenetrable looking. You can't make out where the, the line in the in the sand meets the sky. And and then peering for a few minutes, you notice a crack of lightning coming from that direction. And you're concerned a storm might be on the horizon coming from the south. 
Oh dear! And the uh, finally to the to the east, you will see a mountain range where the dead fingers are, and that's sort of reach up, and that's distinctly within view. Okay, well, I'll keep driving to the mines. If I see anything that looks suspicious, <laughs> I'll stop the car. Okay. But if it looks like it's clear, I'll keep going. Okay, so you proceed for a few hours now, driving along the road with without event, until finally you start to uh, start to hear little ticks on the windshield and around the car, and you hear the sounds. You see, like these these winds start to crop up, push up, blow up sand in front of you. And and you notice that the wind is picking up and you hear like as it like whistles in uh, through window cracks and the, the sand begins to like speckle onto the onto the windshield and everything. And your visibility becomes reduced. And uh, you're at a point now where you don't see the mountain range on the horizon. And um, you're fairly certain you're still driving in the same direction that you left off in, but you can't tell where you're going at this point. Okay, I'll stop the car and turn it off and get comfy in my seat. And I, I, oh, and I'll roll down the window and stick my hand out to feel the water, because I'm sure this rain isn't. Uh, You stick your your hand out to feel water, and you don't feel water, you just feel sand blow against. Oh, your, your hands. There's nothing moist or damp or wet happening. There's just that very heavy wind starting to pick up and visibility is completely reduced as sand just sort of blows off the ground and, and makes these little eddies of of sand. If this is a sandstorm that you, you see on the horizon. You see no water. You do see oh. cracks of lightning again. Light up. They make the desert sky light up white. And there's a small sound. It doesn't rouse any of your companions, however. Okay, well, we'll, I'll just sit there in the car, roll the window back up, and make sure all the other windows are shut. If they're not, I'll reach over and see if I can shut anything, and bunker down. My tail's out the back window, but I'm asleep. (laughs) (laughs) You meet resistance trying to put the tail back in. Like, you push the tail back in and go to close the window, and the tail sort of just flops back out where it wants to be, and it sort of has a mind of its own. Uh, you're having a hard time getting it shut. Um, I'll shake Pharrell. Like, you're oh. gonna have to. You could pin it in and close really quickly, but it would okay. require okay, a, cool. Like an, a comedic, throw like it an, in and shut. You'll it. need to do an athletics check to accomplish this. Okay. And um, can I get a contest, uh, Varel? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. A nine. Twenty. <laughs> you try to pin it in and with equal force uh, you're, it's pushed back out and it knocks you on your butt as, as the tail just juts out and then relaxes calmly on the back. I'll, I'll roll on my back a bit spread eagle and uh, even a foot kind of works its way out the back window slowly I'll just sigh and return to the driver's seat <laughs> get back in they want that okay. back window open we have the back so window open. The plan is to you're gonna just sit in the storm and rest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, you're gonna sit in the back seat or in the because the Nash and Varel are in the trunk area of the station wagon. I don't know what you call it, but a trunk, right? The bed. The rear. The, <laughs> the bed of the station wagon. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that way. Uh, Stanley's in the shotgun seat, and so there's a back seat open and the driver's seat. And the back seat's oh. one that is facing the rear, right? Like facing out. 
or no? It's facing forward, the back seat. Oh, it is. Okay. When yeah. I when I grew you, up, you we guys had were one in where the you, flatbed. We had oh okay. All right. When I was a kid, we had one that if you sat in it, you were facing the rear of the car. It was so oh, weird. Yeah, it was super oh. weird. Maybe maybe it was just ours. I always thought everybody had a station wagon like that. Anyway. Okay. Neither here nor there. All right. Uh, okay. So you get in, you clamber on into the back seat and uh, roll up what you can, leaving the back door open, and you drift off into sleep. All right. Some time goes by. Varel, you're, you're the first to wake. You're under attack. There appears to be this loud ha- sound. You open your eyes and you're inside this machine that you remember clambering into, but on all your tail is buried in dirt, and everywhere you see like all the windshield. There's no exit. There's dirt covering everything in this vehicle, and it's still clinging, clinging against the metal. Um, not any longer. Uh, you can hear. Actually, would you be able to hear? You could probably hear through the sand, being who you are. So. You, you get the sense that there's a strong wind, but that the vehicle has somehow magically been buried under sand. You're just under sand right now. So there's wait, no I, light. This is Burrell we're talking about. Am I alarmed or under attack? How am I waking Actually, up? Actually, I'm not going to define that for you. I'm okay. just gonna, you're going to wake up. You, you feel Your tail feels comfortable because it's buried in sand, right? You like mm. to be in the sand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, so yeah. Wake up with my little feet kind of kicking like you do yeah. in the blankets when you're getting going. Like, ooh, this, mm, this is my bed, but this isn't where I belong. You, you've spread eagles, so meaning you've pushed Nash up against the side. So Nash looks incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, not that you'd notice. Normally just does. setting the scene. You've pushed up against the, the side, and you've pushed out and spread out to make yourself very comfortable. Uh, but there's a bunch of sand um, falling into the window now where you are. You're sort of half covered in sand. No. And it's inside the station wagon. I'll kind of, I'll, I'll do a, a lizard turn where kind of sideways curl around, bring that tail in as I bring my head out the back and just start kind of digging my way out. I'll see how kind of deep it's going. And no regard for if I'm filling the car with sand. I'm just, I'm going. All right. So you swim through the sand and dig up. It isn't very far that you have to go. It's about a couple of feet, maybe two feet. And you wiggle your head through the sand and you see, you feel giant wind and sand. You're having a shower of sand just gushing across your face. And you see giant clouds billowing in the sky. And there's deep blues and purples and big crack of lightning comes out. And lights up the sky, and you can't see very far around you. But uh, there's a storm in full effect happening. You don't know what time of day it is at this point. Okay, I will dig back down into the car. Okay. All right. The rest of your group uh, begin to rouse. Is this considered after a long rest? Should I restore You can all restore or? everything that you might get after a long rest, including up to half your hit dice and hit dice, refreshing your spell slots, and and all of that. Uh, Nash, you also start to... <laughs> the world starts to snap into focus again for you. Okay. Um, uh, however, uh, you have a raging pain in your face right now. A raging pain in my face. 
Yeah, stop, like a migraine. Imagine the worst migraine. Oh, oh like, like a headache. Your okay. your face hurts. Your head hurts. It feels like it's trying to crawl. Your the inside of your head feels like it's trying to crawl out through your nose and eye, eye sockets. Yeah. And uh, you currently are um, experiencing, even though you're well rested, you're actually level one exhausted, which means you get disadvantage on all ability checks. Okay. Until uh, you get cured of it, or it wears off, or you know you need another twelve hours of sleep. Okay. Um, but I've got I've taken the re- the rest I still had right. Like I mean I still yeah, benefited yeah. from you the rest. You regain half your hit dice. You regain your spell slots. You've benefited from rest, but you're hungover, and so even though you've rested, you feel exhausted at the same time. Okay. Um. I don't think I'm going to do anything. I'm just going to kind of go, uh, put my hand, put my hands or my face in my hands and just sort of groan, you know, just not much I can do. Maybe Where I... are we right now? I'll birth my way back into the car covered in sand. Well, okay. you see, you see a lizard, there's, there's a bunch of sand, um, you know, that, have, that has fallen into the back window and that <laughs> Varel's face and hands appear from it <laughs> very dramatically and, and it oh. kicks up a bunch of dirt on top of everybody shake off some sand and kind of wipe my eyes, get a tongue in there, kind of licking it Ugh. it's a Kordath Kepasek dangerous storm it'll last a while <laughs> are we currently buried under the sand right now? Uh, yes, uh, about uh, two feet or so. And I say, could someone please turn down the thunder? I've got a headache. It's the worst I've ever had. <laughs> Does anyone have anything? You have like a <laughs> anything? <laughs> I'm dying over here. Everyone, shut up for a minute. And I just kind of curl up. <laughs> Just cover my face because I'm really in pain. It's the worst hangover I've ever had. I pull out the megaphone and I <laughs> aim it in the direction of Nash. And I flick it on and I just allow the feedback screech to kick in on the megaphone. Oh. Really? Ouch. It's like this. Wait. It's like this. Oh, ah, shit. Hold on. It's like this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Nash. What? We don't have time. We're buried under the sand. Wake up. Ugh. Did you say that in the megaphone? What? <laughs> no, that was uh, just, okay. just a little honk to get his attention and then uh Got it. Alright. I'll like I'm up. What? What are, you can what are we gonna do? We're stuck here. We have to wait for the storm to pass. You have a better idea? Uh think we're going to need air eventually. Well, how f- far under are we? <laughs> how deep in the sand are we here? Uh, two feet, but this, this the storm continues up there. This is shelter. Well, I can make this car twice as big as normal. <laughs> I don't know if that's a long-term solution, though. So don't look at me, fancy boy with the horn. I don't know what to do. I have the worst headache. Hey, maybe your little prestidigitation will work on my face or my head. Nash, there is no amount of prestidigitation that would work on your face. (laughs) All right.
right, well then go bug somebody else because I can't do shit. And I put my face back in my hands. I understand this is shelter, but if we're completely buried, eventually we're going to run out of air, and it's not as easy for us to climb through the sand as it is for you, Varel. Is there anything up there around that we could seek additional shelter from the storm? Oh, oh, like, uh, well, th the sand is coming from the sky. So using the eyeballs above, rather difficult. All right. Well, anybody else have per any ideas? Perhaps, could I, if I could borrow your, your, uh, Headdressings, I could, on one eye, climb up there and have a look-see. Alright. I pull off the goggles and hand them to Varel. Ah, I will, I guess, over my snoot, kind of <laughs> place them and then turn it sideways so I got one, one viewing hole in the middle of my head, but the other one manages to go onto my other side. Got it. Excellent. I will head up to go take a look at the sky and whatnot. Okay. Kicking so more sand you... in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so you kick more sand in the car as you swim up the few feet it takes to, to look outside. Uh, you're, you're at a nice height advantage, which the car affords you. So there's this little mound probably along the desert surface that's sort of where you're entombed at the moment. But it gives you a nice little lift up to be able to see around you. Um, so, would you care to roll a perception check, please? Can do! It's a five! <laughs> okay. So, you, you close one eye and you look at look around at the other one, and you see nothing but sand eddies, purple-gray sky. You think you see to the east of you some sort of silhouette. You're not sure what it is. Not a living creature, um, but you're not clear if this is some sort of man structure or a rock. There's there's some sort of thing. Excellent. Reconnaissance. Back to the car. Okay. <laughs> you swim back down, kicking more dirt. Let me do that for you. Into the car as it cover, begins to cover Nash. Nash is half hey. sand at this point. Damn it. <laughs> and you pop back out. Head with the goggle over it, over one eye, and two hands. To the east. East, there's a... a thing. Be specific, I say from my face, covered in hands. That's the nature of the storm. Great. Hey, Stanley, there's a thing. Hallelujah. Honk, honk your horn twice, and then I go like this again. Just really hurt. something we could walk to. Oh, I was being quiet in hopes that we wouldn't wake you. Have we wakened you? <laughs> I've been awake this whole time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it something we could walk to? The east of the mountains, the mine. It's big and dark. I, I, I went up there. Stanley told me to do it. Uh, and the the good news, or the bad news, is that this will put out the fire. Well, yes, it will definitely do that. Uh, it might also kill us, so... Why? Well, we need to breathe. 
Or we need to climb out and not be with a vehicle and who knows where we are currently. Is am I the only one breathing? <laughs> oh, eventually we will run out of air. We're not like lizard folk. We're a bit uh squishier. I I see. So this sand is is troublesome. Should we not? How do we proceed? We need to get out. Okay, but not quickly. But fast enough that we get air. Yes, we need air. Please lead the way. Shall shall I exit and head to the silhouette? Uh, Can I have my goggles back for you? I I have a feeling I might need them. Thank you. going to actually put them on and use them for their function for the first time. Uh, I think we are better off seeing what's out there than just waiting in here to die. I'm with Stanley on that one. I agree with Stanley. I hate agreeing with Stanley, but I agree with him. Don't worry, Nash. You'll be right at some point. Uh, just, Just be sure. This is... We're going to die here. This is probably the least danger we've ever been in, and you all think we're going to die in this vehicle. Uh, Varel, have you ever seen us dig in the sand and sleep in it? No. There's a reason for that. Because you have cracks. Yes, we have lots of cracks. (laughs) Because you cannot lick your own eyeball. Correct, we can't... And the sand gets everywhere. Imagine getting sand in places you couldn't get it out of. Maybe maybe we can lick each other's eyeball. <laughs> we could, Nash. We could. That's good response. I was yes. being sarcastic. Make a damn decision. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> so, then I will lead us to the silhouette, the darkness on the east, and we will proceed in what is hopefully a structure that is not dangerous, to squishy folk. Sounds and good. Let's let's get out. We form a chain. We move together. Okay. So how are you exiting? To the back where Varel went? So I will be able to see. I will lead. And Stanley will keep the rear for he will be able to see as well using his magic viewing specs. The rest of you will close your orifices. <laughs> Pull a shirt up and Jerry rig a face, a mask. Yeah, do we have anything in the car that's like a a wrapping or something we could tear, like a blanket and tear it up into face wraps? I mean, you guys might have such things in your inventory. There might be extra clothes. I know some of you might have, Stanley. And um, (laughs) (laughs) those are my clean clothes, and I thank you not to suggest they get dirty. The the, the upholstery on the station wagon is like a made out of um, uh, not leather like whatever it's made out of like a carpety kind of thing. What are station upholstery? You know that stuff could be torn off and potentially used to, to cover parts. Cool. I'll take out my machete and start cutting material off. Okay. If Varel goes first, someone could take hold of his tail to follow him up. Someone else could hold on to the cloth. I can come up behind. What's the order? 
Morel first, then Nash, you go next. Sure. Then Hope and I'll I'll take up the rear. Sounds good. And I'll grab my personal effects that I brought from the car and all that stuff. I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna take off my cape and hand it to Hope as a link for us for getting up. Okay. I'm gonna just so, wrap my face, my cloak hood and all that around my head super tight. I don't need a wrap. I'll be alright. Oh, wait, cool. Okay. I'll wrap the, the car stuff around my face then. Yeah. Okay, so you guys aren't gonna dig your way. You're just gonna try and move through the sand like Varel does? We can hope. Good sand question. Good I mean, question. he's gonna pull he's gonna pull them up with his tail with his ability to get through okay. and then the two of them can work together to pull the next person and so on. Okay. Alright, so Varel, uh, you, you, you're gonna make your way out and use your tail to fish out the first person, right? Cool. I mean, it's like two feet. Yeah, like it, the sand's be, as you sort of push your way out, like you've been taking great care to keep the sand intact, but um, you know, it can be pushed aside by someone. It's not so much sand that it's impenetrable uh, for digging. So um, you climb your way through the sand and poke your head out and leave your tail in. And who's the first one exiting? Who was in front? Was it Varel? Nash, right? Oh, Nash. Am I in front? Uh, yeah. That's Varel, then Nash, then Hope, then Nash. Yeah, Varel's still in front right. of me. So let's make a... a um, both of you make an athletics check. Uh, Varel and uh, Nash. Okay. All right. Twelve. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Three! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you grab onto Varel's tail, and um, you're immediately amazed at how strong basically you're just like you're barely hanging on and it manages to yank you through the sand and as you go through the sand you take in all kinds of you know you forget to hold your breath and so you got a pile of sand in your mouth and in an instant you're on the other side and you're like and a bunch of sand uh you're coughing up and choking on sand um but and you've made this great hole flailing your way through you sort of shimmied your way out and a lot of the sand has now caved in the station wagon and there's kind of a tunnel now showing its way okay. uh, you flop out on the the mound under that's a top vehicle and you just kind of lie there and you try to catch your breath do you have your mouth covered did you cover yeah your I'm, mouth? I'm holding my I'm holding, okay i'm basically All right, so holding you, you, it like you're expelling the sand that you've taken in during flight um underneath it and your your face is being pucked with sand it's like all blowing all over you it's super uncomfortable on your face Okay. All right. Who's next? I am. All right. So now there's a, enough of a hole for you to clamber out of, although you can still use the tail if you want the extra pull. Uh, sure. Why not? All right. Strength check for both of you, please. 19. 19. 19. A seven. Okay. Uh, sort of same deal. It's like you grab onto Varel's tail thinking you're going to have to do a lot of the work, and it just sort of flings you right out, and you sort of fly up into the air a little bit and flop down on your belly and slide down the hill a bit and same way you don't take in any uh, sand but there's just it's blowing sand everywhere it's 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 hor horrifying now do you have something covering your eyes um i made a little slit to see through but okay I'm but it, it's 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 all right but it's it's very uncomfortable you're having a very hard time seeing okay. uh stanley you're the last one to leave the opening is now wide enough for you to climb unassisted out of the vehicle yeah i'll do that Okay. 
Let's uh, get a strength check from you alone, please. Thirteen. All right. You climb out with dignity and uh, <laughs> maintain your composure the whole way through. You get out and stand atop of the mound and survey your surroundings and see nothing but sand blowing everywhere and darkened sky. And a crack of lightning shoots out. And the sky lights up this bright white color before receding and just illuminates all the sand and wind in the air. It's a terrifying sight. All right, Pharrell, which way? You have to lead us on. I will point and start walking deliberately with my tail kind of curved up like a big old hook for anyone to grab onto who wishes. Yeah, we need to form a chain so we don't lose anybody in the storm. And I'll start trekking through like a, you know, like you're walking through the wave pool, the the shorter, or getting through the lazy river. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so everyone holds hands of some kind. Is that, or is there a stick everyone's sharing? What's how's you can hold? Yeah, you gave the cape, so. Yeah, and I've got my staff sort of. I'm holding tail. I will hold my staff like this hard in this hand and, and hope you're behind me, right? Yeah, so I'll you, grab on. You can grab a hold of my staff. I've got a firm hold of your staff, Nash. <laughs> I didn't mean anything dirty, chat room. In, or inappropriate. I'm just saying, I, it's a staff. It's I'm, a taking staff. Your, I'm taking your inspiration away from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so... Uh, he's, she's got a hold of your staff and Hope, uh, what are you using to guide Stanley? Stanley gave me his cape, so okay. whatever you wanted to do with that. Okay, Stanley. so Stanley has a hold of your cape then, and he's bringing up the rear. Okay, so you guys uh, progress very slowly uh, through the sand with uh, <laughs> Varel, like fighting his way in the front and cutting some of the wind uh, for you guys with his large frame. Uh, you guys can't see anything, but Varel, as you get closer and closer, the silhouette, uh, you begin to make it out and you see that it's the carcass of a giant desert beast that's just sort of lying in the sand there. A gray-skinned beast with a large trunk. You don't have, or what's the, what's the, what would be the lizard folk name for an elephant? Oh, uh, probably huge. Let's go with, uh, Dark Tack Eskos. Oh. You see a Dark Tack Eskos. <laughs> it's a large frame, and it's it's the reason why you didn't you didn't perceive it as a living thing is that it's been dead for some time, and its innards have been hollowed out. And as you get closer and closer, you see a giant Nash, a G Nash, not Nash, uh, the character. I'm seeing a, a big Nash on its side where it's you know been eviscerated by some being who has taken down this prey and has emptied it out and on the inside you can make out um, you know a space to enter into the, the corpse cool I will lead everybody inside okay so <laughs> so no one else knows what's going on until they walk inside and see the rotting innards of what they've entered into this giant rib cage there isn't a lot of room everyone's huddled up really really close because even though it's giant and was a majestic beast it's can only fill so many humanoids inside of it uh, but it does provide respite from the wind 
there's no wind blowing in here and the entrance seems uh, the way that it's against the wind hasn't been boarded up with any sort of sand um, but uh, this, this smell isn't great in there airflow and shelter everything we need in a lovely package it's a step up from gorp orp I mean <laughs> well the parts you so, saw anyway. yeah, that's what I mean I've been in his so, crotch. This is better than that. This is a uh, a mine that we drove to, and now we dig to get in. Oh, this... I don't think this is the mine. This isn't the mine. No. Oh. Well, wh- why'd we stop here? Shelter. In in the in the mobile. Oh, we stopped because the storm started. I didn't realize it was going to bury the car. I thought I could catch a little nap before it ended. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how's everyone to keep walking then? Uh, I mean, we could, but it might be better to let the storm pass. Hold out here. It doesn't look like this is getting covered up anytime soon. uh, Can I do a survival check on the meat situation inside this meatosaurus? Yes. At 10, I want to know if it's got stuff left and if they'll be coming back. There's, um, no, there, you survey the meat situation. It is definitely, uh, it would be considered gone for many species. Uh, certainly there you find bugs and maggots throughout all of it. However, to your liking this is still salvageable still boilable you can still make food from this so depending on who took the prey uh, you know if it's the the fleshlings probably they're done with this and they would waste it um, to you this is still full of, pl- full of plenty of, of meat uh, recoverable by the more wilder species of the desert We'd be resting inside a meal staying here. And while it's not uh, perhaps going to attract the apex that took it down, there may be scavengers that come by for the remains. Well, it's risky. If we go out there, there's no visibility. There's no guarantee we head in the right direction. There's a lot of desert out there to get lost in. I don't know. Hope you have any idea how close we were to the mine when you left. I could see the mountains in the distance. Um, so maybe an hour, two hours? We're halfway there? I mean, we could use the rest. We could take shifts, keep someone having a watch. I'm not anxious about fighting anything, but I'm also not anxious to walk around with zero visibility in the hopes that we find the mine. Again, I agree with Stanley. We need to wait this one out. How confident are we this body won't be buried in sand by the time we're done? Uh, It looked like the sand was not piling up on it, right, Bo? Uh, Not from the entrance, no. There is is sand on the um, underside facing the direction the wind appears to have been blowing. Uh, it just doesn't. It doesn't appear to have covered where the opening is. It looks like it should create a natural little cave for us. Once the storm stops, we make our way out. We can see again. We can make our way for the mountains and 
hopefully run into the mine. Yeah, I'm into it. Says, I like it. Says Nash. Then I will free up some space in here by watching the portal from outside. As you begin to make preparations for rest, uh, let's see. Varel, you hear um, a voice uh, cut through the wind. You hear a. It's very faint. There's a voice cutting through the wind. <laughs> it's very is, it, is it loud? No, faint. Oh. But reminds me of our desert companion who died in the arena, a sort of screeching man. But he doesn't sound to be in any sort of peril. And I will listen a little closer. Okay. Uh, perception, I believe. Hmm? A six. Okay. Um, oh, wait. An eight, if it matters. Uh, yeah, and that would be with disadvantage, too, because of the storm cut the sound. So <laughs> let's see if we can go lower. Um, you cut, uh, you listen in for, for more, and you don't hear anything further, but you do have a sense that the hunt is on. There's an electricity in the air. This could be a hunt. Of us? Well, or the creature were inside, but we would be uh, delicious uh, bonuses. Wait, they hunt dead creatures? Well, they, everything gets a little excited before a meal. Naturally, everyone you know bangs their tables and whatnot. I'm not necessarily excited to get in another fight again, especially in these conditions. We could use it to our advantage to slip out. What does everybody think? East of the mountains. That's the only direction I know. Do we have any idea which direction is east? Mm, you could try a survival check and make your best. Do you have a compass? Did we steal any compasses in Slave Town? <laughs> no. Nope, does no anyone, compass. Does they anyone didn't... have the feet allowing them to always know where north is? Nope. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't think we have any feet. The stench of a dead predator would be a fine warning call to anyone who would bother us during the rest of our sleep. We slay our attackers now and save ourselves the trouble later. Vorel's for staying and fighting. What do you think, Nash? What do you think, Hope? I can't think straight. My head freaking hurts. And I'm laying it against, like, the side of this flesh carcass. Whatever this is, like, in there, just going, oh, pressing it against the sides. I am useless. If you're looking for smart ideas and quick thinking, look at Hope, because I ain't got it. Uh, I'll look at Nash, and I'll look at you, Stanley, and I'll look at Burrell, and I'll pull up my shotgun and... I don't know if Nash is in any any way to travel. Alright, we stay and we fight if we need to. I pull out the rapier. Get ready. Alright, I'll go take a position outside the carcass and bury myself in sand. Okay. So, um, as you take, uh, as you exit uh, from the carcass, uh, uh, a giant, you see this uh, through the wind, sort of 
wiggling uh, this spear, this javelin just flies right at you as you exit. Um, it uh, actually hits you square in the chest. Oh. So it comes, it comes uh, flying right at you, withering in the wind, looking like a crazy uh, shot that you, you look at and think, oh, surely that'll miss me. And then it comes flying, and the spear lands directly into your scale. Um, it bends. It doesn't shank you or anything. Um, your scale's being strong, but it does injure you, sort of bruising uh, your front chest, and the, the javelin falls to the ground in front of you. You take uh, three points of damage. As, and you you don't see, you have a hard time making out anything throughout the the wind, but you do see forms in, in looks like cloaks uh, close to the ground, sort of changing position. But it's difficult to pinpoint them exactly. All right, I will I will bend down quickly, grab up the javelin, and and view the end to see if there's any poison featherings, anything that I could notice as a calling card. Uh, there's this crude, the javelin's uh, this sort of crude, um, it's actually made, it's a steel pipe, and it's got like crudely tied to it um, a sharpened piece of bone uh, making sort of a javelin, if that makes any sense. Okay. But the bone, at the tip is crushed, you've crushed it and it's no longer sharp, it's blunt. Tribals, scavengers, I will holler back into the carcass. I'm going to pull out the megaphone and yell through it. Stop throwing shit at us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that an intimidation? or? What is I don't know. <laughs> Do they find are, it intimidating? Are you, okay, uh, roll of persuasion with disadvantage. Uh, persuasion. That is a 14. Okay, in response back, you hear You hear that sort of it's very muffled, very quiet, but you hear that through the through the wind and sand. Goblin? No dialect I know. Yeah, it's not a it's not a what dialects do you know? It's not a dialect I think you know. No. Goblin and orc and draconic. I mean, I could just ask, but I don't want also. I know halfling and draconic. And yeah, Elvish. no, it's neither. It's neither of these languages. I know none of these languages. It's not infernal, from what you can tell. Well, I'm gonna get to where my back is to the carcass, the opening to the side peek around and see if there's anything I can see through the sand. I still have my goggles on. Okay, uh, make make a uh, sorry, a perception check, please. Just with disadvantage, it's windy and a okay. lot of sand uh, going through the air. I rolled the same twice, so it's a 21. Okay. Um, so you decide to peer out with your goggles. Oh, you have goggles. It shouldn't be with disadvantage, actually, because... You know. Well, the dice. Agree, you know, your vision's still hindered. It's still windy. We're still good with this. You take a you you take a view out, and you see you see sand. There are mounds that are naturally forming that have come from the wind, but across them you see these cloth beings, um, sort of cl- hugging close to the sand, almost trying to pretend that they're parts of the the sand out there. And then one of them, one of the hoods, sort of flashes up, and you see this 
it looks like a cat, a cat person. It's like has has the face of like a savage wild beast, and it's got teeth, and it's it's drooling someone, a big snout. And and you, you see it go <laughs> really quickly before disappearing under its its hood again. It seems to have been saying something to one of the other mounds of sand, and they they're sort of moving out in this tactical way as they they're slowly approaching the carcass. They well, all I seem don't to have think spears they were discouraged. I think they're still coming. Where? That, how far away are they? Uh, roughly sixty feet out, if you had to guess. I'm gonna drop to a knee at the entrance of the uh, the opening, the wound, and get my gun ready. So if anyone pounces, I'll be ready to shoot. Okay. So is everyone just by the the gnash, <laughs> by the opening in the elephant? Did I get an idea for how many I saw? Uh, your count, you saw a head count of roughly eight. Jeez, but. I should have gone with you guys. <laughs> Wait, you're in the carcass too, aren't you now? Yeah, yeah, I think you're like four feet <laughs> yeah. back from us. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, we sh- I should have agreed to get the hell out of there. I didn't know we were going to have these eight freaking mystery lumps to fight. I mean, it's worth a try again. I'm going to yell once again through the megaphone. We don't wish to fight you. We're just seeking shelter from the storm. If this belongs to you, you can have it. Okay, make a... Is that an intimidation roll or a persuasion? persuasion? I think that'd be more persuasion. I'm not trying to sound okay. scary. Okay. That's a 16. One of, one of the, the lumps rises up, and you see it, it starts to puff out its chest in an act of domination, in an act of... Uh, do- like dominance, I guess, you know, as an animal would. And its its hood falls back and it goes <laughs> and it yells out and then you hear that you see spears start to raise as a chorus of, of this like hyena-like screaming <laughs> yells out and and they start to saunter forward even quicker now. They'll be upon you in a minute. Uh, are they 30 feet out? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're on their way to being 30 feet out, yes. Okay, as soon as they hit 30 feet out, I'm going to use thaumaturgy to make them hear ominous whispers, and it's going to originate from the corpse. Let's see, the head of whatever the head of the monster is. Okay, and um, so for thaumaturgy... Uh, does is there like a saving throw for like the intended effect on it, or do they just hear it? Um, it says it's a cantrip. It's one action. It's just my voice to cast. Um, I don't see any saving throws on here. Okay, let's see. I'm just trying to. Uh, I just like to know if there's any saving throws for it or what we're trying to do with it, I guess? Totally. Uh, So you want to create voices? Yeah, ominous whispers. 
I think it's a lot like prestidigitation. It just happens, and then however they react is however they react. Okay, so it just creates it. All right, so, I mean, you can control what the ominous whispers are saying or how they're are they saying nonsense in a scary way. I'm just trying to get what the, uh, the, what the intended effect is on them. Let's go with it being infernal, and it's a warning. The body is cursed. This land is cursed. If you attack these people, horrible things will befall you. But all so in make, infernal. You're making an... Okay, so uh, describe how the spell begins. So as soon as they enter within 30 feet, it's a little whisper that gets a bit louder as they come closer. And I, 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 you can't really feel the effects, but I would imagine infernal kind of makes you feel gross or something because it's a demonic language. So okay. maybe they feel a shiver down their spine or, or that, that second sense you shouldn't be there kind of a all right. thing. And, all right. So as they approach, they hit the 30-foot mark and the voices will begin. They'll begin to hear them and they all sort of stop and... And they look around and they look at one another. You can kind of see their little snouts over their their cloaks. Can you give us a sample of what they're hearing? <laughs> All right, roll an intimidation check, please. Nice. It's not a natural 20, but it's pretty darn good. Uh, intimidation, it's a uh, 21. Okay. So as, as they approach, the little mounds get closer, and, and then they, they stop, and you know that they're hearing the voices, and one of them looks to the other one and goes, and another one goes, and the other one goes, and they begin to recede away as one of them waves them off, and they raise their spears up, in defiance, but back away slowly, trying not to be seen, and eventually the sandstorm swallows them up. And you hear no sounds for a few minutes, and you see no beings. <sighs> well done. Morel, <sighs> you okay out there? Did we did we do it? I'm still standing defiantly. If they, if who is here? Uh, you hear the ominous me. whispers too. Oh, <laughs> how long do they go for? <laughs> I mean, they're just they're still going. I don't know how go long. For it's... a minute, are, but are... I can cancel it at any time. I'm gonna keep it going for the full. I, minute, I mean, is, is hope like floating a foot off the floor? Like, what do you look like doing this? Um, they, my eyes are glowing a little bit. They're a bit more gold than normal. You, I knock out Hope to help her recover? No, it's fine. It's fine. She's doing that. She scared them off for Elle. Oh, oh, like, like all, all three of you are super then. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was team, a team effort. effort. Are, are you all right? Yes, I got hit with this pipe. <laughs> it hit me here. It didn't hurt too bad. The bone at the end is bad. This is poor design. It's... <laughs> and I'll sit down and start working on it, making it a better javelin. Okay. You're going to add a javelin to your inventory. It'll probably take you 30 minutes Excellent. to construct it. What other mat what materials are you using for the... Do you, have a, do you have something for the end? 
uh, uh, St- Stanley, Stanley, how do I get my hammer? Oh, right. You had a hammer in the car. Uh, yes, when, when there was there was Stump, and he made me feel hurt in my stomach with his words, so I dropped it to chase him. But I wish to whistle like you do with your your stick and bring it to me. Oh, uh, well, Varel, it my sword is a magical sword, which is what allows it to do that. That probably is not possible with your hammer. I would like to make my hammer magical then. Okay, well, we'll see what we can do. I I didn't make this. The uh, the gentleman that you uh, kindly tore apart was the one responsible. Uh, but, you know, he just put it together. Really, it's the magic of uh, this blade that we found in that uh, underground bunker the last time we were buried in sand. You and Hope weren't there, but uh, that's where we found it. My point is I can't do it for you right now, Varel. Uh, but we'll see if we can find you a magic hand. So you all actually carry those heavy things everywhere? Well, mine's not terribly heavy. It's actually light, and now that it's magic, it can actually carry itself. Well, no wonder you're all so tired all the time. You should free yourselves up. Uh, there, there's no need for that walking stick. Nash, you have, you have power within you. F off. It means more to me than just using it. I use it. It's, it means something to me. I can't just get rid of this thing. You see this nail down here? That's not just a nail. Oh, those are. Your emotions are getting the better of you. It is weakness to carry such burdens. You wouldn't the believe desert. the headache I have. Well, imagine this, Vorel. Uh, you know, the fleshy people are, you know, squishy, soft. Uh, you have a natural defense and a natural method of attack. Imagine if all of a sudden somebody said, hey, why don't you remove all your teeth and claws? I would fight him. Well, exactly. And it's kind of the same thing to ask us to give up our weapons. Oh, they become part of you. Uh, with your, with your heart. Your heart is attached to these. And that's how... That's how Stump was able to attack me in the street with that those vile, magic words that made my stomach hurt. Now you're getting it. Are you all right, Nash? Does your face itch? Yes. <laughs> I have... Listen, I have allergies on top of this, plus there's uh, dirt in the air. It's in my eye, my one good eye. I don't know how you guys are having such a party, but it's miserable over here. Well, I brought goggles. Perhaps if we start a fire inside the carcass, it'll smell delicious. (laughs) (laughs) We would need a place for the smoke to go. It goes into the meat, which we can then rip off the walls, and it's like we're living inside of a meal. Well, we just chased off eight cat-like people, and I think if we... Cats. Suddenly filled the air with delicious meat smells. It might attract more attention we don't want. But they'd be deliciously haunted, yes? Is that... Where'd the voices go? They oh, that was for real. Yeah, uh, or that was Hope for real. She. Uh... Oh. She can make those. Oh, I see. So we wait then. Yeah, I think we... Uh... 
think we gotta just wait for the storm to end. There's also kind of a freshness problem with the meat in here. I don't think any of this stuff stays down. Nash, you live with a freshness problem. Well, Stop complaining. What I mean is, Lizard Man over here can eat any old carcass. But I don't know about you guys. I'm a human. Humans have a limit to those sorts of things. I can't eat bacteria meat wall and expect to live. <laughs> <laughs> you have rations, Nash, if you get hungry. We're fine. If if Vorel wants to eat meat wall, let him eat meat wall. I'm suggesting we cook it. I'm not a savage. Entirely. Alright, knock yourself out. And I slide down the wall and sit with my hand in my face. Or my face in my hands. Now, Nash, what about that nail? You about to tell us about it. Oh. Uh, I don't have a good backstory Since yet. we're going to be here in tight confines for quite some time, why not share stories? Yeah, what's the deal with your staff? Why is it so important? Looks kind of like just wood with a nail in it. Well, the wood means nothing, except it's rare where I come from. So in that way, it means something. The heart is attached. Yeah. Once again. Varel, you're getting it. You're understanding. And then the nail. The nail part. Well, that's a that's a dark story. I don't know if you guys want to hear this story while we're inside of a carcass. I mean, we're not going anywhere. All right. That nail has a name. Do you want to know the name? Yes. The name of that nail is Freedom. And I'll tell you how I found that nail. In my last days in the solar mines, still a slave, I was thrown to the ground and whipped once again for nothing, usually just to make an example in front of the other slaves. And while I was whipped and beaten, I noticed a glint in the dying candlelight inside the mine. While I was laying flat on the ground, I reached over where they weren't looking and grabbed it and pulled it from the ground, and what I had in my hand was this nail. This is the nail I used to slash the throats of my... of my captors. It's the reason I got out of there, and I added it to the staff so I'd never forget the tool that set me free. There's probably more to it than that, but that's the short of it. And my head hurts. Thank Fine tale. <laughs> I respect freedom. Yes. How many lives has freedom collected? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. How many people have you killed oh. with that nail? <laughs> Sorry, it's the headache. Uh, I don't know, dozens? I was in a blind rage. I think I even got a few innocents that day, and I didn't mean to. But I walked out of there, that nail dripping with blood. No one saw me coming. That's when I knew I could I could never lose it. It had to be with me. So while it was temporary ta temporarily taken away from me in Slave Town, well, that was a real shitter, because I didn't think I was going to see that thing again but I'm glad it's back with me. And there may come a day where my magic and your magic 
And Varel's might won't be enough to save us. It may just be this nail between two fingers and a furious desire to survive. That could be all that stands between us and more mystery lumps in the sand. That is an empowering tale. I too wish to own nails now and kill my enemies with them. Well, if we find you any Varel, we'll, uh, we'll give them to you. What if I were to take this javelin and, and work out the head here, but it's just a pipe, and we get nails and we make a giant blowgun and launch nails, the most deadly weapon known to Nash kind at our enemies? If you can make it work, I think it'd be worth it. Can your lips even rip, uh, wrap around the... Do you even have lips? <laughs> yes, I do. I, <laughs> I, I, I would struggle to... Oh, what is it? You, the, the children with the... I, I have trouble with the, the extension. But it, the straws are unusable in your towns. He doesn't... He can't manipulate them into a... He can't kiss you is what he's saying. I can go and blow a dart. That is no trouble. But to actually... I, I, I've heard him make a pee sound as well. A puh. Yes, that doable. Boopy. <laughs> <laughs> or that. You learned a lot of language, I see. I'm capable. Where did you... Uh... <laughs> learn common for real. you are exceptionally well spoken is it uh, the common language among your people or did you pick that up elsewhere my people in my youth spoke draconic the common language was taught to me by various traders learned goblin from the traders orc from the traders and eventually humans also traded with them and select words at first but uh, dust hill was rather Talkative, and I learned much there. I'm impressed you guys know more than any, there are no more languages than your native one. In the solar mines, I learned the common tongue by hearing horrible things said to me, and that was it. There were no other languages spoken, and if they were, they were put down. All I heard was, Get up! Why are you standing still? Keep moving! It was dark. It was hard. I hated it. But good for you and all your fancy language talking. Woo! You can talk five languages. whoop the f and do. I mean, if you wanted to learn, I'm sure we could teach you another language. Ask me when my head's not throbbing. Seriously, it's split right down the middle. I feel like it's going to explode and y'all are going to have my brains along with carcass in here i genuinely was impressed at the number of languages he knows nash why are you in such a bad mood is it just your head i'm coming down man i had the bunny the bunny pills it's been rough i know you guys don't understand what i saw but what i saw was uh, real weird and that that lady did not warn me about potential side effects I would not recommend, what was it, sparkly jizz? What was it, Bo, or a DM? It was uh, 
described to you as pixie blush. Pixie (laughs) blush. I don't know what's in pixie blush, but I am telling you the downer, the downside, the fall off is bad. And I will never do that again. Good. Because I don't think any of us want you to. You certainly didn't help our situation in it. You understand that, right? I thought Nash was finally free of his inhibitions and wished to burn down the town in celebration with me. Uh, I'd have done that. That was not what he was doing. (laughs) I was having what the the old people would call a bad trip. And I was under the influence of that horrible pixie dust. What is it again? Pixie blush. Pixie blush. blush. Pixie Poison. Blush. What the hell kind of name is that anyway? I'm telling you right now, that stuff's the worst. I will never put that or anything like that into this body again. And this body has seen some shit. We know. Oh, Pharrell, have you ever taken anything to see visions? There is a melon in the desert that will give one hallucinations of a joyous kind. But to suffer at the hands of a poison, nothing could be more vile to have to combat your own freedoms. I wish to meet this drugger and destroy them. I think they may have been destroyed in the process. I don't know. Good. Yeah, it is entirely possible they died in a fire. There's one thing worse than a slaver who takes your body and your labor. It's one who enslaves your mind. Now, there is one connection that you can make uh, that Slave Town was left uh, on fire, but uh, without a doubt, if the sandstorm hit Slave Town, it would definitely have doused uh, fire with that sand. So hopefully it burned, I suppose. <laughs> but just that's something that sort of accursed all of you. Oh, this could may have survived thanks to the sandstorm. So this could have put out whatever was still blazing. Possibly. I, I You'll find out when you return, I suppose, if okay. you return. All right. I so, wish to um, kill Stump. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, we're, we're having a good character moment. We can continue it on. Um, but just wanted to check in with you guys <laughs> while Scott is dying. Oh my like gosh, Pharrell did that the worst possible just swallow moment. check in with you guys to see, I mean, if the plan is to ride out the storm. We don't have to play acts all eight or however many days it's going to take to ride out the storm. Uh, so it's up to you what you guys would prefer to do at this juncture. Uh, Nash is going to tip over and just curl in a fetal and try to get some sleep. Okay. I mean, yep. is everyone else on board with the wait out storm business? Yeah. Yeah, wait out until light tomorrow, and if it continues okay. through the light, then... Considering you're, you've you all been asleep for a while, um, you're not going to spend, except maybe Nashville, but the rest of you may want to engage in some activities during this downtime. Um, so if there's anything you want to read, learn, I don't know if you have something, if you're just going to throw rocks at the wall maybe that's all you do but if you wanted to engage in something that required time now would be a good time to do it I will rip meat strips off the wall and try to cook them on my skin okay (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, Hope and Stanley anything uh... I'd go back into uh, where there's shelter if we're done speaking and Nash is sleeping, I would lean up against the wall and, to the best of my ability with the light I have, try to read 
the, my book. Just look okay. through it. And Hope, anything uh, you're going to get up to? I'm cleaning my gun. Okay. All right. So uh, we all sort of chill out. Um, do you guys want to do more play acting, or are we good to advance the timeline here? I think we're good to move it. Okay. All right. All right, so um, a full day elapses. And the sandstorm finally shows signs of letting up as the clouds begin to depart. And you'd say it's roughly sometime in the early morning of the following day. Uh, you see slivers of sunlight pierce the gray clouds and the, the wind begin to die down. And you see the desert looks pretty much unchanged except... You see the mound where your vehicle is buried has gotten larger. And as well, the, the opening in the carcass you're staying at still safe, but a lot of sand has started to pile up on top of the far side of the elephant. Or what did you call it? The dashurectu? I didn't write it down. <laughs> the dashurectu? Um, <laughs> getting the notebook. Darktac Escos. Darktac Escos. So um, there's a lot of sand on the one side uh, of it. It's made it nice and warm inside. Uh, none of you, I guess, ever elected to light a fire. Uh, you also now have additional rations um, from heating them, uh, heating the strips of meat on your body. You've made yourself uh, enough rations for a week. So let's say seven rations. Sweet. They are, they will be edible to you. The rest, they're not they're not the right color for the rest of the party. They're on the green side, but uh, you know that's <laughs> hashtag lizard folk things. Um, they're they're they're. I don't want to call them spoiled rations. What would be a good name for them? Just lizard folk rations. We'll just say that. Yeah, delicious. Just eat whatever. All right. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so like, the sun it's it's hot as ever. Everyone's sweaty and sticky. Um, early morning and the sandstorm has finally abated Do thank I... goodness we can get out of a carcass this who storm... wishes to look first and face the disappointment that our portal is but feet away you think so do you want to make a bet on it mm. I will bet you two of these delicious rations all right, I will bet you two delicious rations that it is not just feed away. Very well. And I exit the carcass and look <laughs> excitedly to the east. All right, let's roll a perception check, please. That's a 20. All right, um, so uh, everything looks familiar to you now as you've spent time wandering the desert and have gotten a sense of the distant landmarks and you see the familiar mountains to the north where... You once sent Orp searching for a paradise of man's. That's the that's the Orp mountain up there. And to the east, you see the mountain range much closer, uh, but no no mine or settlement that you can see within view. Uh, then again, to the south and the west, uh, you make out a small, uh, which you think probably is a, the buildings of Slave Town, but it's quite far out, so can't tell if it's just an illusion or not but it's open desert the rest of the way uh you're nowhere near uh any mine unfortunately it appears you've lost the bet no oh, all right i'll reach down to my water skin and grab one of these long kind of bacon strips and two I'll, of them and pass them I'll over tell you what Varel. uh 
you know, it was mostly for fun. Why don't you go ahead and hold on to those? Oh, that's very, very kind of you. I go. I like betting. I go. Because <laughs> <laughs> Nash, Nash Magar of the Solar Mines thinks like, that's freaking funny. He went that's, out there and lost that's your That's his freaking funny laugh, is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Nash, by the way, you're no longer suffering from the level of exhaustion. Uh, you feel good again. Good. As good as can be. Normal Nash. Normal Nash. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know we've had plenty of time to decide this, and everybody got quiet for the for the day or so, but why are we even heading to the mines? Luke. I assume... <laughs> Oh, Nash, did you want to say? I just said loot. What else? I mean, we don't have another. Oh, out, out of character, Athanalia did mention that Catherine Speckles owned the 999th floor of the Black Mine. And she was also the person who had handed in the deed. So he had asked you, he had suspected Thailand, this was Thailander's um, base of operations or somehow led to some clues involving Thailander because resources were spread thin. Yeah, tasked you with going there to check it out, and you agreed. Now that still doesn't answer your questions, probably. I, but I I'm say just... all of that out loud, out loud, and then I say, <laughs> I mean, I know all that, but <laughs> I feel like Celibus Stump is going to go rushing back to wherever everybody's camped out and tell them we set the town on fire. Now, I know he's going to be grateful if we take care of Thailander and bring back uh, the deed to the mine, but that's assuming they don't kill us on site for starting a fire to nearly burn down the town. But with the deed in hand, we would be all-powerful rich men, yes? And able to do whatever we want in a town full of money lackeys. Assuming they don't just kill us and then get the deed anyway. How could they do that? Well, they have seen you and Nash burning down their town, for starters. This tends to make people a little angry. Not to mention, Orp could show up any time now and destroy the place, which I'm going to be blamed for. Well, <clears throat> we did tell him that he could talk into his knife, or my knife, and that we could hear him. <laughs> yeah. Stanley suffers one level of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best idea but regardless I just want us to be on the same same side of this if we go after Thailander maybe we find him maybe we kill him he's proved to be pretty difficult to kill maybe we find Catherine Speckles it's a lot of maybes for no guarantee that they don't turn around and just kill us for doing what we did then let us search for an ally in the Black Mines, then. Thailander knows our force and the power of our trade-offed fists to a face, and perhaps he will be likely to join us. He has methods that we might not agree with, but he does appear to be on our side, as I was thanked by the Kromukishi for his disposal. Perhaps we ride into town with a, a devil-wielding man uh, atop our sedan, and he summons the demons to destroy the town for us. I mean, at the very least, 
might not be a bad idea to see what we can find down there. That's my Hope, vote. I know this is a bit of a personal errand for you. What do you think? I want to meet the demons down there. I think if we get the deed, we'll have more, much more power. I don't think the city cares. The big city. Principal city cares for some pissant little town in the middle of the desert. Well, I think we came here to free the people of Dust Hill. And I think if we go there and we get the deed, and we take out Thailander or turn him into an ally, either way, that's the only way we have any chance of making that happen. If we turn around now, I don't see a, a way where that does occur. Nash, ben do you have a thought before I'm, we go? Yes. I'm just sick of hearing about this mine, and I want to go in there and get what we can get. If we solve a bunch of problems, great. But we're here. We may as well just do it and keep whatever we find and kill whoever we don't like. That's your motto? (laughs) Kill whoever we don't like. I like my motto. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm all in. Let's go to the mine. Well, do you think we can rescue the car? Just before you answer, because you're knowledgeable about vehicles, um, that amount of sand being buried underneath it, very bad for car engines and machinery, good probability this thing is needs a full overhaul and cleaning at this point, probably unsalvageable. Okay, I'll shake my head sadly at you, Stanley. Well, I guess we're walking then. <laughs> so, <clears throat> do we? Uh, sorry, quick question. I can't remember yeah, sure. the state of the Fate Four. Where did it end up? Is it burned? So it, it was needing repairs, but we never got around to it. Uh, so it's in the parking lot in Slave Town. Okay, so it might still yeah. be there, and us being able to get it and all that. It was. It you saw it mostly there. Mostly just needs tires, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Okay. I was just curious about that. I couldn't remember. All right. So are we are we departing? All right. Yeah. So you, you get your bearings east. Borel, uh, would you care to do a survival check just to make I sure? I will. You... And everyone can do that. How about let's all do a survival check? Tell me your results. All right. Ten. Nineteen. Nineteen. Thirteen. Okay. So you take your best guess at east, and um, which, for the most part, you believe is you know you've, you consult as a group and determine the best uh, direction to head in, and you of course have the map to sort of confirm, um, and you begin heading east towards the black mine on foot. Now travel on foot. I think it's ten miles an hour, if I'm not mistaken. I actually have a handy little chart here. Travel pace, actually. Per day, it's 30 miles at a fast pace. Yeah. Per day. So, um, this is going to be a long walk. (laughs) Um, You walk through the desert uh, for the remainder of the day, covering an untold amount of ground. Um, Your limbs become tired, you become exhausted, and it becomes night again. 
um, that you can choose to set up camp or continue on. The mountain range is now much closer, and you can make out uh, what appears to be a quarry in the distance um, and some some flags are very distant. Uh, so maybe another quarter day would get you the rest of the way. Okay, so you set up camp for the evening. We're just going to go through this real quick and get you there. Uh, let's see if anything happens. Nope. Uh, so you fall asleep. You're all well rested again. You guys just sleep out in the open desert. And you wake up and you finish the trek the next morning. After about a few hours uh, within sight, you begin to make out piles of stone and metals. Uh, and you begin to descend. It slopes down a bit as you get towards the mountain range, which starts, which start to to loom overhead. And you can see there's a giant mountain range, and in the back there are tall spires that reach up as high as the clouds, even. Um, and, and you begin to be able to see the full quarry, which is, you know, if you've ever seen a picture of these kinds of things, that they're dug down several levels. And there's a, there's a hill, a main road where vehicles can pass into into the a mouth of a large cavern you see cut out into the side of the mountain. And all along it, you see piles of, of rock and metal and things set aside for pickup later. Um, there is actually a large caterpillar. Uh, not the monster, but, you know, the caterpillar-like construction vehicle for digging. There's a large caterpillar unattended. Um, there's nobody there. You haven't seen uh, a single person uh, working outside or doing anything. It's been, it's dead. Okay. Abandoned. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to sort of stop about a fair distance out and find out if you have any plans for approach or if you just head straight in. Do we have any plans for approach? It's a hole. <laughs> that it is. This is the mine for El. Oh. I rolled a one for perception to see if anything looked weird, so I'm I'm ready to go. I'd like to do <laughs> it a, looks can great. I, I'd like to do an arcana check just to make sure there's nothing weird hovering around here. It's magic in nature. Okay. It's a little um, too quiet, I think. That's what Nash, Nash thinks is too quiet. Okay, so roll your arcana check. That would be a 21, not, or yeah, 21. Okay, you're very certain there's no magic present currently. Okay. I will do a survival check to check for tracks heading in and out of the quarry. Mm -hmm. 14. Okay, so you take a, you take a view. Uh, there is sort of this natural roadway that you sort of start to encounter where you see the tracks of vehicles have treaded over. Mind you, a lot of this was covered from the recent sandstorm, so it's not as heavy as you would expect it to be. Um, for the most part, there isn't much in the way of, of tracks. It's almost like no one's ever been here, but you know that the sandstorm has probably covered up a lot of the this kind of evidence. Now, you do see, you know, pieces of garbage, like leftover, like on piles, like just stuff of humans um, on on pieces of sand like definitely this place was occupied and quite busy at one time but um a lot of the evidence is buried under sand at this point i mean in theory this is a place people went to to work and you know come in and out of 
from Dust Hill, or not Dust Hill, Slave Town, but I, I can't imagine that unless Thailander has done something, it would be a problem for us to just walk up to it. Well. So Varel, lead the way. There's no magic, so I think we're safe from Thailander, at least in that regard. Very well. The previous hole we went into, I'll remind everyone, it was a well pump, and it was guarded by various machines of foul intent. Noted. Good. So if we say any ropes to cut, we will all lay down, and... Oh, what else happened in there? There were spiders in the walls? You got hit by an X. Uh, yes, that was the that's the laydown part I was referring to. Um, was it was that it? Was that all that bad happened? Oh, well, then I'm not not scared. Then let's, let's proceed. I mean, we should proceed with caution, but understand, people do typically come in and out of this mine. It might be counterintuitive for them to set traps when the workers come in. Hmm. Well, Varel has a point. We don't know how long ago this was an operation. This could be. No, by the looks of things, a long time ago, and it could be all rigged now. Well, sure. Or it could be Saturday, and just nobody cares. True. In fact, I'm surprised this isn't all buried in sand from that storm. I will start heading down the ramp. Okay. As everyone everyone starts heading down the ramp, then uh, the dirt road that leads down and descends. Uh, you get about halfway down when you hear a a large bang echoes throughout the quarry um, and you, you right in front of your feet Varel you hear <laughs> and it and, and something um, you know kisses the dirt at your feet and you hear a voice shout out go no further who is it out there state your name and your business here in the quarry and with that we go to break oh, oh my man. gosh so let's take five. All right, and, we'll take uh, five minutes. Uh, we'll be right back, everybody. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Scott, question yeah. for you. Yeah. How long can you go? You're not hard I'm, I'm good now. Anymore? Yeah, I, I fixed it. Well, we don't have that. So, the Bethesda thing's not tell. Oh, when is it, John? Oh, John left. left. <laughs> um, let me look it up real fast. And even then, we can come to it late, so it's not. All right, we have uh, we have returned uh, from the break. Well, we are approaching the mine. So you've just been shot at, and a voice from the entrance of the mine yells, "State your name and your business here." Just turn around and look at Stanley. My name is Stanley Billings, sir. I'm from Slave Town. We are here on official business. You would do well to not intervene with. Throw your weapons on the ground and come forward with your hands up. So we are here on principal business. We are not going to get rid of our weapons, and you will not heed us any further. Please do as I say, or this ends badly for you. What is your name? 
<laughs> here's here whispering like this here mine belongs to the oil beards and i'm scrolly oil beard all right uh, it's the oil beards good we are here as i said on business from the principal we have the backing of the magistrate we have their blessing on this and it's to protect your business interests so would you kindly stop threatening us? If what you say is true, then I'm sorry for any offense, but we're under siege at the moment. Can you please follow my direction and put your weapons on the ground and step forward where I can see you better? Under siege? Would that happen to be a bunch of uh, undead monstrosity types, weird magical business or some such? No, we've had an uprising. The slaves are fighting back and we're trying to starve them out. Now, I have to be sure you are who you say you are, so come closer so I can get a better look at you. I will step forward, but I'm not going to drop my weapon. I won't take it out, but I won't drop my weapon. How many steps? <laughs> uh, I mean, what would look like me stepping out to be seen? Well, I mean, you are within vision because you're out on the road, but it's just to come closer. Okay, I hands out to the side, non-threatening pose, take two or three steps forward slowly. All right, that's good. Keep coming. Get your friends to come closer, too. Come on, guys. All right. This is... All right, <laughs> I'll step forward. H hands in the air where I can see them. <laughs> you guys approach closer and um, he's like, alright, that's good there. What's the name of that big bronze looking lad you got with you? Borel. Uh, and that uh, that pretty lass with you, what's her name? Hope. And uh, could, the, could the lad in the hood put the, pull the hood back please? No, you don't want him to do that. <laughs> What's that? You don't want him to do that. Why not? Not in any threatening way. He's just absolutely butt ugly. <laughs> you fit the description of some people that Danelia sent here. It was told me he was sending here. Are you the champions of the rusty cage? That's funny. That sounds like exactly the story I was telling you. Yes. All right. Approach slowly. All right. Keep approaching. All right. And you guys approach the entrance of the mine, and soon you're inside, and your eyes are trying to acclimatize themselves to the darkness. The dark. There's candles lit and torches lit, but you're in the bright sunlight. Um, and you make out um, there's like a barricade, and there's a couple of dwarves with long rifles. Uh, there and behind them is uh, this stout looking dwarf with a fine fine black beard and he's stroking it and looking at a piece of paper and looking up at you so you're here to help us with the uprising then well more or less we weren't told about an uprising we were sent after a very specific target alright lads put your, put your guns away get back to watching the elevator and the, the dwarves Acquie, you know, they, they 
put their guns up and they start making their way to the back. You're in this large, large cavernous area and you see different piles of rocks and stone sort of organized in little sections off to the side. And to the right, you see in the stone wall, there's a, a like a gated window type thing, like a desk area and a door leading to it. And towards the back, there is a large hole with the giant chains running up and down in a mechanism, like a, a series of pulleys and levers uh, that you can only imagine must be the elevator that he referred to in the back. Looks very large. Um, scattered throughout, you see, you make out about a dozen dwarves in various positions of guarding the elevator. They look relaxed at the moment. And, um, and finally, the oddest thing in the room is you notice that there's a near the elevator door, there's a post uh, nailed into the ground and there's a chain. And on the chain, there's this human on all fours with a big metal helmet on, with little slits where his eyes and nose can be and just his mouth open. And the human goes, arf, 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 arf. And, and, and Scrolly looks back and says, quiet down now, dog, or I'll kick your arse. I hate slavers. <laughs> Sorry about that. Tickles gets angry when he's hungry. And what exactly is that? Some unfortunate slave who uh, spoke up? That's my dog, Tickles. Well, that's a man, but... He's, he, you try telling him that. He's a dog through and through. Was he a dog when you met him? He's always been that way. Really? That's anyway. fascinating. I'll lean over so, to open. Stanley always gets a little confused when slavers. He made me wait two days to burn the last place. Did you want to burn this place? I want to burn this place. <laughs> uh, they seem to be torches. So listen up, laddies. Um, we've got a bit of a problem here. Uh, about... I mean, we expected you like four days ago. What took you so long? You have no knowledge of the massive sandstorm that just came through here. Well, I saw that sandstorm. Well, then What'd you, you do, know park what in delayed it? Us. In a matter of speaking, we, d we did park in it. <laughs> well, what'd you, you go and do that for? It didn't look that bad. It didn't look that bad, Lassie. No. It's a goddamn sandstorm. It's just a storm. You guys are I... supposed to be my help, and you parked in the damn sandstorm. I'm not I... very confident anymore. I'm doing that, like, eyes upward, like, family dinner kind of look, where you're just, like, trying to keep cool. <laughs> well, what have you got for me? We got to get this uprising under control. Well, what exactly is the situation at the moment? Well, a few, not a few days hence, uh, someone stirred up the slaves and they started killing people. And we weren't prepa blah, 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 prepared for it. <laughs> we might park in a sandstorm, but at least we can speak. They, they <laughs> took control. They took control of most of the mines, so we blew in most of the passages up and we shut down the elevator. There's no going in and out until we starve them out. We're going to have to kill them all and get the replacements. Now, is it only slaves that work this mine or do you have people trapped below as well? 
We got taskers down there, but I'm sure they're all dead by now. It was bloody violent, I tell you. There's a dwarf alive while they're in hiding. Oh, so it's only dwarves that work this mine. Dwarves that task the mine. The people who work are slaves. They're from all kinds of peoples. Yeah, you wouldn't enslave your own people, would you? <laughs> we got dwarf slaves, too. That's very equal of you. <laughs> we need to get to the 999th floor. What is the quickest and easiest way to do that? There's only one way down, and that's the elevator. But, as I said, I shut it down. If we turn that thing back on, a whole bunch of slaves are going to come up here and have their way with us. How many slaves are you thinking? To fit on the elevator. A hundred, two hundred. And how many men do you have up here right now? I got about uh, twelve. Now, one dwarf is as good as five, but still, I don't like those odds. There'll be casualties for sure. You don't have any men down there managing this? They're down there, but we haven't heard from them. They're presumed dead. By which mechanism did 12 men keep hold of 200? By the elevator. It's the only way right now, up or down. We shut down the elevator, and they can't come up. So They're waiting for them to starve. I they mean, were locked in are... the mine and simply did your bidding out of boredom? We had it under control prior to this. Something came and, I don't know, gave them strength, maybe? Now, you're here for that Thailander bloke, eh? Maybe it was him. He's a known rabble-rouser. Do you know where he is? We haven't seen hide or hair of him. But uh, apparently he was headed this way. We've been on the lookout for him, but we didn't see him. These people are miners. You, you don't think there's a way they're going to find up? We, we, we exploded in all the, all the passages up. We've got guards on them. They won't find their way up. You've seen relatively. I'm, I'm a miner too. I know my business, huh? If I say they can't come up, they're not coming up. And what exactly did you think the five of us were going to do against a hundred angry slaves? That wasn't my decision. Etinelia said you guys are resourceful. <laughs> resourceful. So what can you do for me? You're here now. How do we fix this? I lean over to Stanley and go, his accent keeps changing. I don't know if you've noticed. I don't trust this guy. It's fine, Nash. Thank you. I mean, I'm just saying. It's fine. Well, I don't know exactly what we're going to be able to do. If the situation is as you said, a hundred people come up on the elevator if you drop it down. I mean, can you take a hundred people? I heard you took four Kromukishi initiates in the rusty cage. Perhaps you can do something here. Well, we would certainly be calling on your assistance. Would you be offering it? 
Well, yes. I don't. I don't expect you to fight on your own. Of course, my lads would help, but uh, not if there's no chance of winning. What have What have you got for me? Can you make them explode? I think we can arrange something. We're going to need a bit of time to strategize. Stanley's starting to agree to things again when we got into town. Shouldn't we just go straight to the fort? I didn't do agree. The... I don't think he's actually agreeing. But last time he got into town and did all the talking when we got there. No, no, I think I'm onto it. We let the people up and then we turn on the wolves. But then that's... But how do we... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the time being, why don't you... Uh, why don't you get your men ready? Make sure you have all the munitions you need. We will go ahead and see what we have. I know we have a couple of explosives, which should help turn the tide of battle. Do you have anything up here we can make oh, use now, of? Oh, there, laddie. Don't use no explosives on the elevator. We can't risk blowing it up. No, but there's a natural bottleneck at the entrance to this mine. We could easily set something in place there. They've only got one place they want to go once they get up here. I think we gotta fight them in here, no? We can't give them the whole mine. It'll be harder to break back in if we fight from outside. Is that what you're suggesting? I'm saying there's one direction into this mine. They don't want to stay here. If they get this upper floor, what do they gain? Their freedom. Not until they go out the exit. So let me understand this, boy. You want us to turn the elevator on and then go outside? We set up a perimeter at the entrance. As they make their way out, they have to be funneled. Instead of fighting a hundred people all at once, we're fighting a few at a time as they come through. Okay. So we make a barricade near the entrance. Sure. Well, explain it to me. I'm not quite understanding, but this is good. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're on board with the plan. Your men set up a perimeter. Guns mm -hmm. and everything. We'll be mm -hmm. right there alongside you. We let the slaves up. They come through. We start opening fire as they start to come through. We fight them on the way out. Hopefully... Seeing all the violence and attacking scares most of them off. If they get away, they're no better off. They're going to die in the desert, or they make their way back to Slave Town and get caught again. Or we could capture them, and we'll lose less slaves this way. Sure. Good idea, laddie. That sounds Love great. All right. All right. I'm what do you need to me go... to do? I, I need you to go tell your people about the plan. I'm going to tell my people about the plan. We meet back up on the outside. You pick whoever you want to be the person to go operate the elevator. We prepare. All right. We'll meet back here 30 minutes. Sounds good. All right. Laddies, come over here. We got a plan. And then he, right. he rushes off and he starts yelling. And then he walks up to Tickles and takes Tickles off the spike and now has him on his chain leash as he starts gathering up um, his dwarven comrades. And they form a circle uh, near one of the piles of, of rock. All right. I call my allies over. 
there's no way we are going to defeat 100 people, but I think we stand a pretty good chance of beating 12, especially with 100 people helping us. You all on board on taking out these slavers? 100%. Let's do it. This uh, contraption that we've been talking about for moving slaves currently is that ropes over there chains and whatnot yes mm-hmm. why not climb the chains climb down yes and be in a sea of allies apparently well I don't know if they would see us as such once we landed we would be people from the surface making our way down I don't know if they would think of us as any better than the slave uh, slaves They're- Seems to be a certain look to the slavers here. You think that with them being all dwarves? Might I... Might I make a certain addendum to the plan? Sure. These... Risen... Folk... From below... Are to be fodder in your plan? For some period of time? I mean, ideally, we take out as many of the dwarves as we can. I don't want them to just be killed, but it's going to happen. Hmm. These plans have... From our experience in the previous town, I am fearful of the... the crosses, the, um, double crosses that we have tried to impose... Perhaps I turn around right now and and have at these soldiers. Well, then it would be four against twelve, and I'm not a hundred percent sure we would be able to win that fight. Hmm. I will note that you observe, Varel, that there, you know, the the battalion of dwarves are all circled up in one space currently. Do have a Nash? <laughs> I could throw him. <laughs> what? Uh, Into the circle. Yeah. And? He means for a mega thunder wave. <laughs> what do you I'm mean? pretty sure. <laughs> I'm just so excited by the idea. I'm going to jump in here and say, he wants to throw you, so you cast your thunder wave. So wait, he means throw... <laughs> Throw me I would in. dunk you into the circle of dwarves. Okay. Oh, I see. How close are they to a, a pit or anything like that? Well, they're not close to a pit. They're close to a pile of rocks. But they're bunched up right now in like a, a model circle. You know, like in your local office before the business day begins, everyone's grouped up and having a little powwow. How mm-hmm. much armor do they have on? Oh, yeah, what's the weapon situation? Um, they all appear to be armed with uh, rifles, and um, they have swords hilted to their side. Various makes. I have five sticks of dynamite, but I don't think it's going to be enough to necessarily take them all out at once. I'll try anything. I don't know. Would you rather fight with the people or fight them now? Uh, 
I do not like abusing their weakness for our own gain, but I see the soundness in your strategy. Hey, Varel, have you ever heard that you have to crack a few eggs to make an omelette? What's an omelette? It's a delicious food um, made from the young of other creatures. No. no. Sacrifices sometimes have to be made. I see. I, I understand. I am just eager from our previous engagement, and I wonder when the giant will arrive to complicate this situation if we wait longer. Well, I mean, he's most likely going to go back to the town. and uh, I've, I've had a new uh, giant, the, the giant oh, of interruption, which uh, causes our previous plans. Giant. How will, mm. uh, Who will stand they mate tonight? Hopefully no one. So far, options limited right now. Let's do this. We see how many we can get clumped together near the entrance. Maybe we open with the dynamite. Seems like a good way to hurt a lot of people all at once. Then we turn on the people that are left near us, and hopefully that convinces the onrush of slaves that we're on their side. There is a... the they, These men, these dwarves, believe us to be heroes here to free the mine. Yes, we could simply head down without ever combating these fools. Then, surely there is some sort of alert to summon the... Vader, and we ride it back up. Victorious. With slaves at our back who already agree with us that we are good. Or do you fear climbing the chain? Is this what this is about? Yeah. Are you all fearful of climbing a chain? Well, there are 999 levels. And I have I equally think... as many muscles. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, then feel free to start climbing. But remember, the dwarf said as soon as they unlock the elevator, that's when the slaves come. So there's some sort of mechanism going on there. They can't just lower us down. Ah, I, I see. So... I mean, we could tell them we're going for a diplomatic attempt. I'm sure they would rather more slaves live than die, but... I, I believe... That's a good point. I believe in... Yeah, I understand. They cost a lot of money, we know that. I understand. Next time we do a plan, I say we kill everyone while entering, and then deal with the plan afterwards. So, <laughs> what he's saying is it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Well, we have certainly learned a lot of that from you. Well, I'm into it. I'm, in, I'm on Varel's side with this one. We should have just come in here, wiped out these little turds who act like they're going to be our friends and allies here, I'm not so sure about any of that. And then we'd be done. Then it'd be on us to get down there and take That's care of ourselves. That's why we're turning on them, but there are 12 of them with guns and swords and only four of us. And one gun. <laughs> one gun. There was only we've got one magic outside. and one lizard folk, and we have one of great things as well. I don't, I don't see a downside. I mean, <clears throat> you did take on eight of the Lactic Cartel. And one of your team members didn't do anything. Yeah. I drank. <laughs> Excuse me. One of your team members drank through it all. We even have c cover here. We can do... I can hide behind that pile of shit. Jo 
uh, Stanley could be over there hiding over there. We could we could have cover. We could have all the things we normally have, and we'd be able to to fight. I'm not saying we do this now. I think maybe it's too late for that. But uh, take take names and ask questions later. That's my motto. Not- so you believe we should just just get them right now? I believe for our next encountering of plan making, we should have a just get them vote then. But we are already in momentum for this plan, and we shall see it through. It's hard to dupe people when you're talking to them and you say, hold on, we have to take a just get them vote. And we need hand gestures, <laughs> like uh, the, 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 a fist with a pinky up could mean kill them all. And uh, <laughs> two fingers can mean leave them all victoriously alive. Varel, how about the next time you want me to just attack somebody, say, I'm hungry? But I say that often. I am hungry. I'm hungry right now. I wouldn't want to confuse you. Hey, Varel, here's how you tell Stanley to shut up. You take the middle finger and you hold it like that. Oh! Yes, this will be our symbol for silence. Got it. I'm prepared. And I go, ah, like that again. They might misinterpret that symbol. (laughs) All right. Well, it sounds like we have a plan for dealing with these people. (laughs) Do we? It sounds like no one is into your plan. I like diplomacy plan, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Hope's on diplomacy. Nash is on kill them all right now. Varel, where do you stand? Yeah, here. <laughs> While the On elevator the plan, goes up. What would you like to do right now, Varel? I want to climb the chain. Okay, that's two <laughs> for diplomacy. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yes. All right. All right. Let's, I'm ready. Let's. <laughs> they are going to misunderstand that, Varel. They are going to misunderstand that gesture. I wish to be quiet. I am done. That means something different than you're thinking. Nash taught me. Don't learn anything from Nash. Do it Do it with both hands, Varel. Like this. Oh. That shows you're extra committed. Huh. I say. Says Nash Mash- Madgard of Solar Mines. <laughs> Mashgard. <laughs> All right, so I think we're going with the diplomatic attempt then. Okay, so that involved climbing down the chain? It does, so... So are you going to be doing this just doing it, or are you trying to sneak your way there? I mean, is there... What's the plan? Uh, I I guess we go in and tell them. We're going to try it this way. Okay. So I'm going to go in and find what's-his-name. All right, you approach the circle, and the dwarves are, are talking uh, with each other, making plans about where to set up different barricades, and um, you interrupt it. They all sort of look at you and... Excuse and, me, gentlemen. Uh, Scrolly looks at you and says, uh, How can I help you, laddie? Well, we had a thought. Mm-hmm. It seems like we are about to brutally murder a lot of slaves. And while that normally isn't the kind of thing that's going to upset or bother me, that is a rather large cost that maybe you don't have to uh, eat necessarily. 
Well, it would be good to save on funds. We're always looking for a deal, so... My have an friends idea and I, uh, you might have noticed, are not dwarves. We think we may be able to negotiate with them in a way that you were not able to. Negotiation? That's right. What would that involve? Well, we're going to go down there and see if we can get them to give up peacefully. You do realize there are slaves. And it takes a long time to break in a slave. Well, they've already been broken. We're going to just remind them of such. I mean, the only negotiation they knew would be the edge of, edge of a stick. What are you going to offer them? I'll pull out my machete and hold it up. And then I'll sheath it. Right now, they are inspired by the man Thailander, we suspect. That's why we were sent here. I think that if we can take care of this Thailander, we can straighten everything out. So you're going to infiltrate them That's and take right. a Thailander? You sure you can do this? You don't look like the cutthroat types. Well, Especially this big one, this big bronze one. I'm half demon. I'd like to think I've done some things in the past. So, what do we do? Well, you continue with the plan. You, uh, you hold up here. You wait for them to starve out. If we don't ever come back, you just continue with the plan you had. You're no worse off, and... Persuasion roll, please. Uh, that is a where's my persuasion it's a 26 <laughs> sorry that was an involuntary <laughs> the big number oh. alright I guess sorry, that is oh no I take, it, I take it back <laughs> no one's impressed I guess uh, I got nothing to lose in this uh, scenario so Go on ahead, but I can't turn on the elevator. You'll have to climb down. You got gear for that. Yeah, we have us. All right, we'll continue on with the plan. Best of luck to you. Do you need any torches? Any equipment we can offer you? How long does the rope go down? That chain, the chains there, they go all the way to the bottom. So 999 floors? It's a long, sturdy chain. I engineered it myself. I've seen bigger. <laughs> Have you, lad? <laughs> Good for you, eh? <coughs> Is there no other way down? It's the only way down. Well, then... Where's the Vader now? The what? The Vader. The Vader. The elevator. Ah, uh, somewhere on? twenty or thirty floors down. The Dark Vader. Then perhaps <laughs> they tried to come up, but we had to shut it down. We put a stop in it. There is a mechanism on it that you can use to move it up and down. We had to put a wedge in the pulley to stop it from moving. 
Do you what have if a torch? I descended the chain, cleared out the lift, and then we brought it up? That's fine. <laughs> you could do that. But we'd have to secure it from up here. We'd have to take the wedge out from up here is what I'm saying. We don't even have to climb the chain. I can assist us down no problem. That means if oh. you go down, I can't know if you'll need it back on if everything's clear. You'll have to climb back up. That part I can't assist with. Hmm. Is there lighting down there at all? I mean, there has sure to be something. torches down there. Well, I mean, if there are slaves, they have to be put to work doing something. One would think they'd have to see. Mm -hmm. so, I'm sure there's torches down there. There's no way to control Lanterns. the elevator from below. Only on the elevator. Like I said, it works, but we've got a wedge up here to prevent it from moving. So if you go down, you've got to come back up the same way. I bet we could find an alternative once we got down there. <laughs> we can figure out a way. I mean, I have a method of amplifying my voice. If we called up that it was all clear, you could theoretically remove the wedge, correct? Uh, if it's loud enough, maybe we'll hear it. Is that Keep that thing you got on your waist there? That's a megaphone, isn't it? Yeah. Ah. Can I take a look at it? No. <laughs> it's an interesting device. I want to look at it, laddie. I understand, and see. it means quite a lot to me, and that's why you cannot. I just wanted to admire its craftsmanship. Well, admire it from where you are, friend. If we get out of this, okay, I'll let you hold it. All right. Well, if it's as loud as you say, I'll be able to hear you once you're ready to come up. Oh, it's Sounds loud. good. It's loud, all right. All right, well, then. Do you need anything? Supplies before you go down? We, we need should, a bigger we, stick than that thing you got there. We should take a torch or two, at the very least. We need it. We, in, in case the lighting situation's a little rough. All right, Gruli, give him some torches. And the dwarf heads off to go collect some torches. He brings them back to you. He's got a little crate. Twelve of them in there. Take as many as you need. You need any rope? Actually, I do think we could use some rope. Okay, Gruli, get some rope. All of you need rope? I yes. got some. I could use some rope. I'll take uh, some rope and put it over <laughs> diagonally. He gives each of you some uh, hundred foot rope, actually. Very, very long, sturdy dwarven rope. Whoa. That's still not enough, though, with the math I'm doing in my head. It's 999 floors. It is miles down. How many... How big is a floor? Do We don't know that distance. Mm, somewhere uh, in the environs of 10 to 20 feet per floor. Okay. So I'm just going to do some fast math here. Right now we're only going down about 20, though. That's where the position of the elevator is. Right. Um, 999 floors times 20 feet. 
Could you hand me a rock or something? Something I can drop down the hole briefly. You want me to get you a rock? Help yourself. There's right. rocks everywhere here. Grab a rock. Grab I one. I'm going to listen very carefully and drop it in the hole to see if I can hear when it hits and about how long it takes for it to hit. Perception check, please. While he's perceiving this, 20,000 feet below the surface of this earth. We should know that. I just, I'm fine. 22. We can go, I'm just saying, 20,000 feet below. Impressive. Yeah. All right, you drop you drop the uh <clears throat> you drop the rock down and uh you it's a, it's a dark black hole. You can't really see anything down there past a certain point even with your dark vision. You see the rock tumble away. You don't hear anything in response. All right. Well, who's for jumping in a big old hole? <laughs> Climbing? You can climb, but I got a quicker way. Does it last long enough? That's what I was hoping to listen for. It lasts for a minute. That's a long time to be falling. We won't cast it right away. Do you know what the miles per hour is on, on the float? Uh, choose up to five falling creatures within range. A falling creature's rate of descent slows to 60 feet per round until the spell ends. Hmm. 60 feet per round. And, and so, all right. And uh, Nash, you've done some math there. So 20 floors. If it's 20 feet uh, for 20. Oh, is it only 20 floors? Well, roughly 20 floors is what they've informed you of where the elevator should be resting at this juncture. Okay, so 20... That's actually different. 20 times about 20 feet per floor. That's 400 feet. Okay, so 400 feet. It's 60 feet per minute, you said? Uh, it's 60 feet per round until the spell... All right, so the... let's say that's five seconds. So uh, 400... Or sorry... Uh... 60 so that would mean oh my god all right it's three three 60 floors divided per... by five means about 12 rounds in a minute so it's three floors 12 per... times 60 will get you about 720 feet down yeah before it elapses now you could also i don't know what's required of this you could jump in and cast it on the way down <laughs> that's what i was thinking of doing. that's also an option um yeah Unless there's any sort of restriction on can't cast while falling or something weird. Oh, no, it's designed for wall stuff's falling, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> he's, done some, he's done the research. He knows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, we could try to climb and use it as a backup measure, but I can cast it on all of us at the same time if we're all within range of each other if we risk it and someone falls you know it's going to exhaust me pretty quick saving everybody piece by piece and let us leap hand in hand make sure the one thing i will say if you're leaping before casting it make you does have um a material component which you can use your megaphone for 
Yeah. Just make sure, you know, you have it securely stowed on the way down. If you have, and I was to fly off your body on the way down, uh, you'll be fucked. <laughs> 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 to put it bluntly, uh, in the old tongue. Yeah. Um, sorry. Kind of hold it above my head like Mary Poppins' umbrella as we gently float to the ground. Okay, is this the plan? You guys make everyone on board with the jump? Yeah. Now, they said the slaves were on the 999, the bottom floor? No, that's where no. the, okay. that's where the, so uh, Catherine Speckles owns the 999th floor. Cool, but, I just wanted to verify. According to Athenelia, and you're going to investigate the bottom of this mine. Probably... Holding hands or not holding hands? Uh, we should. No, we should hold hands. Oh, holy hands. Yeah. hands are out. Yeah, uh, I'm on the far end so that I can have one hand free for the megaphone for the casting of said spell. Okay. So you guys peer over the edge. You see nothing but blackness and, and just the silence. You take one look, and then you look at one another. And are you jumping? Everyone's. Three, two, one. Yep. Yep. Are we going on one or go, Nash says. <laughs> go! Not that everybody, go. Like Everybody jumps wait, in. Are, are, we all, with you. are we all woeing together like a uh, family comedy movie? Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, then on one, two, three, go, and then whoa. Is that, it's like one of those where Steve Martin's the dad? Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're all in the car in the sedan and we end up in a river and somehow it's going towards the waterfall. waterfall. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Make sure I'd know. All right. One, two, two, three. Whoa! Whoa! You all take a running start at the hole and just dive off hand in hand. And start your everyone's hair is like rushing except I guess Nash you don't really have any hair and Pharrell you don't either but Stanley and Hope's hair is going wild and the cool breeze begins rushing past you and you see stone and the velocity is just shaking everything your clothes are just rippling as you free fall and you begin to see like on the sides various entrances and holes and the and everything's swooshing past you really quickly uh, Stanley, uh, let's make a uh, perception check, please. Roll good, tiny dice. Okay, that's good. Uh, that's a 23. Okay, and you begin to make out the form of what looks like a solid piece of rectangular metal, and it's rushing at you super quickly. I uh, activate the spell. All right, and, and just in time as you see it, you cast Featherfall on it on everyone. Make sure you expend your spell slot. Um, do you have any words or anything you're screaming as your wind rushes against your face? I just ah, <laughs> 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 just like a sense of muscle memory. Everyone sort of whoo, comfortably, as if falling into a, a bed of feathers, whoo, start to float face down, prone, and spin circly, and the the, the momentum slows up and it's dark, and it's black, and you see little cavernous entranceways puckmarked throughout the sides. There's no light. There are no people to be seen. And for a few moments, you glide peacefully down. Are you still going, whoa? Or are you quiet? Is everyone uh, quiet? 
sound quiet. No, quiet. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. babbling. I'm just saying, oh, I've got it worked. Thank you, Stanley. This was most enjoyable. The, the trust that I now feel between us fills my heart and just running on adrenaline. <laughs> okay, so Morel's like talking like 50 miles a minute. You guys slowly, gently float down until you land safely on top of a large metal um metal surface and it has like a gate on all the sides and little openings where you can open up the gate to release things it's large enough to carry a a giant vehicle um this thing it's a super large elevator um probably because vehicles will come down here load up on materials and be sent back up to the surface um and uh there's no vehicle on it currently uh, but one thing you do notice is there's no lights and there there are no uh, there are no living people. There is a corpse on the elevator. All right. And so you land down and you take stock of your surroundings. Only really Hope and, and uh, Stanley can see. The rest of you are bathed in pitch blackness of the mine currently. So uh, Stanley and and Hope, you do see a face down corpse of a very thin thin humanoid. Looks somewhat rotted. I'm gonna go over and check and see if I can see the cause of death. Okay. Um, so you approach the corpse, and uh, and you turn it face up. There's nothing evident from just a cursory visible scan of its back. You don't see a cause of death. Well, considering we've been dealing with uh, undead fellows who come back to life, I'm going to grab my dagger and be ready in case it moves. But yes, I will turn it over. Okay. You flip the corpse over, and it flips over, and you see an axe buried into its chest, and the corpse's head sort of flops back a little bit. Then you hear a... expel from its lungs and its hand begins to to twitch a little bit and its head begins to shake a little bit. Does it have it its to... fingers and uh, toes? Uh, you do an examination for its fingers and toes and you do see fingers and toes. I don't know if this is dead, undead, or alive still. And it brings its own head up Oh, it's a zombie dagger to the head. Undead, undead. (laughs) It reaches out towards you, and you're attacking it? Yes, dagger to the head. Roll an attack roll, please. Natural 20. Okay, you bring your... You want to describe how you slaughter this thing? You do it. Uh, You know, the... the... Zombie way. He just dagger right to the temple. Just okay. Roll your damage dice. <laughs> zombie way. It's the it's the zombie way. Yeah, it was a good Adam Sandler film. Yeah, the zombie way. Uh, is it double dice for the crit? Yeah, that's right. Because it's not good. <laughs> It's still not good. It's six damage. Okay. You bring your knife into its temple, and you see it pop out the other side, and it... uh, 
and it grows limp and heavy on as you hold it up with your dagger. And you just have it skewered now. And it doesn't show any more signs of life. Pull the dagger out. Press the digitate it. Black, bloody liquid sort of seeps out and goes <laughs> squirts out from the side. You press the digitate your dagger and it's clean again. We got zombies. We do. I'll we... have Varel's hand in one hand, Nash in the other, and I'll kind of lead him to where you are, Stanley. Yeah, I'm hoping, or sorry, Stanley and, or no, Nash and Varel can't see anything. Yeah, you just hear you hear a shoot in the dark, (laughs) (laughs) and you don't see anything. Zombies, Boba Fett, zombies. We don't need more of those. This is bad. Um, Are we on a floor where there are? Are we on top of a structure, or are there like entrances to where we are around us? Uh, You see around you there are little. Entrance ways that go these small, like circular paths. They don't look very tall. They're maybe about six feet. Some of you are going to have to crouch to move through them. And um, they're very not distinct. They look like, you know, cavernous holes in rock. Uh, there is one, you, you do see a label saying 23, sort of nailed into the rock side. It's like painted very crudely into a piece of press board where it says 23 next to it. Um, you see a pickaxe or two lying on the ground. Nothing of note apart from that. Uh, if I listen, do I hear voices moving around, any noise whatsoever, as if there's people around me uh, or movement? Okay, well, let's do a, um, I guess, perception, if you wish. Uh, 17. Uh, you hear the creaking of the elevator as you stand on it. Just like, eh, eh, eh. You don't hear people. Well, if you want to get your torches out, I feel like we could light them up. Might draw attention, but it seems awfully quiet right now. I don't get it. I'm holding hands. I I thought there'd be people everywhere. I don't understand this. We're walking into a mess. I don't trust those dwarves. Me neither. But light is important. I'll let go of you for up. I require a torch and I will hold it aloft. Were you guys holding hands for realsies? No. No. I mean, like, that's so adorable. <laughs> no, me too. Oh, you mean in like their like, little no, space? Like, no, in real life because they're sitting next to you. I oh, thought, I love that. It looked like you were moving your hand to like light a torch. I was like, oh. Keep torches in the back. I mean, it's great. That would have been adorable. Uh, uh, press the digitate the torches. <laughs> okay. So you illuminate whoosh, the area. You see rock jagged rock surface all around you. There's the corpse of the the dead human, the dead slave on the ground, thin with the axe embedded, and now the knife hole in his temple. Um, Ooh, I'll take the axe. Oh. <laughs> I, I, yep. I'm guessing it's in him, so I'll kind of have to, you know, hammer and nail it out of him with a little yeah, rocket. It, it gives pretty easy, actually, as the flesh in his chest disintegrates oh. uh, into a bloody mess, and 
You just take this big stringy piece of black blood uh, separating it. Oh, I didn't think about it, but uh, armies of the dead made from weaklings. This could be all right. Rather than the well-fed people in Slave Town. Well, that's true. They This one wasn't exactly all that impressive, but I did get the drop on him. I don't know. How would you like to proceed? We could call up and say that the elevator's clear. We could theoretically come down with the dwarves. Mm. We could wait to see if there's an army to rally, but could be that there's just a hundred plus dead slaves down here for us to fight. Well, we have a bottleneck if they were to come out of at us. If they're all as weak as this fellow, shouldn't be a problem, but this is the level where they stopped the elevator because it was full of slaves. So if we wish to talk, we are at the correct spot for it. Otherwise, we complete our mission, call up, and head to the 99th floor. Hey, DM, what does it smell like here? Mm, it smells musty. It smells of rock and sulfur for the most part. But not decaying bodies? Yeah, apart from the stench, if you get close to the corpse on the ground, uh, no, it smells... Smells like acrid. Okay. I can deal with acrid. I don't know. Stanley, you decide. I'm not in charge of this jack wagon. Well, who said I was? Nash I'm not <laughs> eager to fight. I'm not eager to fight. A bunch of zombies, but could be that they're not going to be all that difficult to deal with. If we do bring down the elevator, we could get to the 999th floor right away, face whatever's down there, come back up. If we decide to fight the dwarves, it'd still be 4 against 12, but what are you going to do? The other option is we take it to the top, we get the dwarves to come down with us, we have dwarven shields against anything we run in down here. We proceed with them, and we just make sure they don't make it out of the mine. Do we wish to ally with the wizard? He probably is the one that turned everyone into zombies. But he also wishes to destroy Slave Town. By turning the slaves into zombies? Killing all of them? Well, I, uh, there, I didn't know the one, two on the wall, nor the guy on the table. I don't know. His methods are pretty extreme and certainly counterintuitive. I would argue he's more in line with the demon than the actual goal of freeing slaves. If he wanted to free slaves, these people would still be alive. Yes, he seems rather more bent on vengeance for some sort of wrongdoing against him. But we could have a undead orp army to descend upon Slave Town with. I thought I was crazy. Look, we may need those dwarves. So if we bring them down here with us, at least we face whatever's down here 
not alone. And if after that's done, we decide we don't need them anymore, we kill them where they stand. Excellent. Then a good show of faith would be summon the elevator now. Face the dwarves, tell them we have recovered their precious device, and proceed from there. Well, should we shout up? Have them pull us up? Maybe we can come down with I don't know, a bunch of them. I don't know At the very least, we've made this. a good show of faith to the dwarves that we are here to recover their mine. I agree. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take out the, uh, the megaphone and shout up. You can pull up the elevator. It's all clear. All right. Can you roll a... Um, hmm, it's not going to be persuasion. There should be some kind of skill check on performance. Let's call it a performance. Oh, I like that. I don't love that, but it might be okay. Uh, 14. Okay, so you shout on up that everything's clear and that you the elevator can be brought up. And um, you sort of... Uh, you don't hear anything for a few minutes. And then you feel the elevator shake underneath you as it lodges loose and it drops about three feet. And everyone sort of has to grab themselves and just, like, get their bearing. But, uh, you know, no worry for damage. It doesn't fall that much, but it, there's a big lurch, and everything seems to fall from underneath you for a quick second. Um, you then sort of hear the mechanism start to crank, 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 and it begins slowly, ever so slowly start pulling itself up. Now you also begin to hear is like tons of screams from the sound echoing through a lot of the passageways leading out to the elevator shaft. And as as the elevator slowly creaks up, this undead form on the next floor, the 22nd, makes its way uh, towards you. And you're all captivated by this. And behind you, a big thud, boom, hits the metal as something from a floor higher up has awoken and fallen onto the elevator and you turn around and there's the living dead behind you and more corpses begin to fall off from higher floors and that will end it holy no the elevator fight elevator action that's what this is donatello oh man elevator action baby like the universal law of video gaming if you get on an elevator and it has to move (laughs) enemies will jump on the elevator with you it's how it works Mm -hmm. oh man okay well there it is i can't believe we have to (laughs) we have to wait and find out this turns out uh but that's what we're gonna do next week a brand new episode uh of the show normal time saturday 3 p.m mountain that's 2 p.m pacific 5 p.m eastern be here and uh, find out the fate of us now because things look a little rough. I don't know how this is going to go. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. Therewillbedungeons.com is the place to head out Head out right now and uh, get all the other stuff you might need for the show. And uh, what else? There Be Dungeons on Twitter. And uh, there's our wiki now that you can find over on the site, therewillbedungeons.com. You can contact us there. Send us your emails. Let us know what's on your mind. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Kyle, for Kristen, for John, and for Bo. 
We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.